you pray with me? Oh, Father, you are great. You are a wonder to our souls. God, we can never thank you enough. We won't even take the credit for the fact that you've done some great things in our lives. And Father, you're still doing some great things. And so, Father, we give you glory now. And Father, we pray that you have your way. Father, I know what you gave me, but you know what your people need. So, breath of heaven, feed us. Speak to us, speak through us, speak for us. That lives are changed, that eyes are open. But more importantly, that your name might get the glory. And God, we thank you for the hands that we hold. God, we thank you for our brother and for our sister. Father, whatever they're going through, bring them out on top and bring them out on time. God, we just pray that you have your way. And we speak power into these hands. We decree courage into these hands. Father, we speak healing into these hands. And it's in the strong name of Jesus. We declare it is so. And every believer said, Amen. scripture 1st Kings chapter number 17 and while you're turning I want to say a special shout out to our young people today amen who are who's singing giving it all they got amen amen one thing that one lesson you'll learn in life that things aren't always going to be like they've always been. And so you have to be willing to roll with the punches. But you'll roll good today. Amen. Amen. You'll roll good today. Go with me to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. I didn't want to I didn't want to do a series this month. Just felt like doing what was on my heart. <laughs> 1 Kings chapter 17. I'm going to pitch my tent at verse number 7. 1 Kings chapter 17, starting at verse number 7. And when you get there, let it be known by saying, I'm there. 1 Kings chapter 17, and starting at verse 7. And I'm going to read the King James Version today. I uh, I just like the way it sounds right through here. Yeah. Yeah. Hear ye the reading of the word of God. And it came to pass after a while that the brook dried up. Yeah. You may be seated. I want to preach today just for a few moments. 
with this thought in mind, I want to preach the blessing of dry places. The blessing of dry places. Would you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, there's a blessing for every dry place. No, that was the wrong neighbor. Say, neighbor, oh, neighbor, there's a blessing in a dry place. Come on, put those hands together and give God glory right where you are. The text before us is one that I would consider to be very interesting. Interesting because it centers around a man who has been chosen by God to do his work. And we find that the prophet Elijah at the time of the text finds himself in a very precarious situation. Because if you read the context, you'll find that Elijah has just defeated the prophets of Baal. He has gone up to Mount Carmel and he has successfully won the victory over every idol prophet of Jezebel. And we find that now that her prophets were dead, Jezebel tells him, I'm going to kill you. And the man that God has chosen is now on the run. Because you understand that no matter how much God uses you, you're still human. And, and here we find that God had moved on his life, but he runs out of fear. And God tells him, Go to the brook Cherith. I want you to go there, and I want you to hide out by the brook. And the Bible says, the Lord tells him, I'm going to feed you at the brook. I'm going to send ravens every day, twice a day, to feed you at the brook. And yet here at verse number seven, the Bible says very poignantly, the brook dries up. And, and here is where I take issue. Because God, if you know I'm on the run, I, I've, I've, I've done what you told me to do. Why are you going to put me at a place that's drying up? If, 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 if I've obeyed you and, and I've walked the walk with you, then surely if you were going to make me hide anywhere, you wouldn't put me in a dry place. But, but the text says God points him in a place, watch this, 
where he had to watch it dry up. And I'm going to be honest with you, that, that, that messed me up. It, it, it messed me up. It messed, my, messed up my thinking because Elijah had to keep going to this brook every day. And every day he saw him pulling water out and no more water's going in. So Elijah, what is the significance here? And I want you to understand that sometimes God will position you in a dry place to teach you that the place is not your source. I, 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 I'll preach if you let me. The, the reality is, the reality is, is that God wanted Elijah to realize that the brook is what I use to get a blessing to you. And a lot of times what happens is we get caught up on the brook. We, we, we get caught up on what we see. We, we already know that this is where my money's coming from and this is where my love is coming. We, we already can see those things. But sometimes God puts you in a place that you watch dry up to test your faithfulness. Can, can you still show up to a dry place? Lord have mercy. Can, can, can you still serve in a dry place? Can, can, can you still go to a job that's a dry place? Can, can you still work in a church where sometimes it's a dry place? Can you stay there in dry places? Because I want you to understand that God puts you there. Lord have mercy on purpose. <laughs> Look at somebody and say he does it on purpose. <laughs> and and I, I, I know, I know, I know you don't want to tell your neighbor that. I know you did not want to hear that because now we are living in a time where people always want the Lord to do it now and we want the Lord to make a way and we just want it to be lush and green all the time. But sometimes baby, I came to tell you sometimes your blessing is in the dry place. It is, it is, it is, because if you notice the text here, if you notice the text, I'm a Bible preacher, you realize Elijah never asked for relief. He, 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 he prayed for the rain not to come, but you never see him praying that the Lord would ease his suffering. Because you understand that maturity teaches you that your title doesn't exempt you from tough times. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Yeah. Lord have mercy. See, see, the thing you've got to understand is that no matter who you think you are, tough times are going to show up to all of us. You better talk back to me right there. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what school you went to. I don't care what kind of car you drive. The reality is tough times show up to everybody's doorstep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and he says, he says, he says to Elijah, Elijah, don't get caught up on the brook. Because your brook very well may dry up. Don't, 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 don't hang your hopes on the brook. <laughs> because, because the brook just may dry up. They, they might love you today. But don't get caught up on the brook because it may not be that way tomorrow. The brook can dry up. You, you, you might have a nice 401k today. But, 
But 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 don't get too caught up on that because 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 the brook just might dry up. I know you look good today. But 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 just hang on in there and after a while stuff start to shift and move like it didn't move before because the brook can dry up. So, so, so don't, don't get caught up on that. And, and so notice, no, notice the text. He, he goes on to say, look, Elijah, uh, there is a benefit, there's a blessing even in this. God have mercy. But because when there's anointing on your life, you can see good even in bad places. You, you, you better hear what I just said to you. See, see when, when God's hand is on your life, you can see good even in bad places. Which is why a lot of us come into church and we shout and give God glory and we don't have nothing going for us. Because why even when I'm in a bad place, I can still give God the glory. Because I know that the story ain't over until he brings something good out of what I'm going through. So I may not have a whole lot of money, may not have a whole lot of friends, but with everything God got, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praise will be in my mouth. Because it ain't got to always be good, but I serve a good God. Yeah. So, so here... Look at the text. He said, Elijah, if, if, if you're going to see the blessing of dry places, there are three things you have to do. Three, three things. First thing you've got to do, but just number one, you've got to reposition yourself. Look at somebody and say, you've got to get in a new position. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, because here this, here this, here this, here this, here this, here this, here this. Your old position won't unlock new opportunities. You, you cannot get the blessing staying where you've always been. <laughs> uh, see, see, Elijah could have stayed there and cried about the brook drying up. Could have. He, he, he could have hung out there moping, feeling sorry for himself because the brook dried up. But the Bible said the Lord tells him, get up from where you are. And I want you to go to Zarephath. I want you to get up and leave where you are. And you can't spend your energy crying over what was. You've got to use your energy to get to where God wants you to be. And, and, and herein, herein lies a lot of our problem because a lot of our issue is we spend so much time worrying about what used to be and what we used to have and how we used to have it. And the reality is maybe God dried it up on purpose because he realized that you don't need to stay where you used to stay. Did you hear what I just said to you? Maybe the reason that the Lord let your brook dry up was because he's trying to position you somewhere else. And any time God tries to position you somewhere else, it's because he's got something better for you over there than he did what you're crying about. Because God will never let you lose something that he can't replace. You don't miss your whole point to shout. Which is why you've got some friends that left you high and dry. That's why you've got some family members that are acting fake and phony with you. That's why your job is treating you funny. Because God wants you to understand. I may let you lose it, but baby, I've got something better for you. If you trust what I tell you. Hey, my watch. Hey, watch now. He, he, he needed... His strength for the journey because Zarephath was a hundred miles to the north. Now, this is before those Fords and those Chevrolets. Nowadays, you can get anywhere relatively quick. 
especially when you drive about 82 miles per hour. It don't take you long to get anywhere, amen. But, but back then, they didn't have all of this modern technology, they didn't have all of these fancy cars and things. And so he had to walk the journey in order to get to Zarephath. Watch this. And if he's a hundred miles away, it takes him about six days to get there. And, and the Lord said to him, move from the brook and I'm going to put you in Zarephath. Okay, all right. And now Zarephath is significant because Zarephath means a furnace. So God takes him from a hideout to a furnace. And I don't know if you've ever been in that place in your life where it feels like, God, can I just get a break? When you feel like you, you've been cut on and God has been dealing with you and God has been, been hurting you in some places you didn't want to be cut. And after he stopped cutting on you, then he puts you in another furnace. God, wait a minute, that, that don't make no sense to me. Lord, I don't understand. I seem like I've been praying and I've been reading and I've been trusting. Seems like, Lord, they ought to come a break every once in a while. That, that, that at least let it stop raining on my life all the time. But what I've realized about God is that God always has to put you in a furnace after he cuts you. And I said, Lord, I don't understand that. He said, boo, let me explain why. He said, because understand that in medical procedures, they often, when they cut you with a scalpel, they have to burn with a laser, with fire, watch this, to keep you from bleeding out. And sometimes God will cut you and put you in a furnace. To stop you from bleeding out. Lord have mercy. And think about the power of God. Where, where God can say look I know that you want me to have this trial over with. But sometimes I've got to take you from one trial to another trial. So that you can get the blessing that I have for you. Without bleeding on the folk who don't need to be bled on. See, a lot of times in the house of God, you want a new position, but your mind is still messed up. And so now you find yourself taking out on everybody else what really don't deserve to be taken out on anybody. Because why? You've got to get your mind prepared for where God's trying to take you. Yeah. And so he said, look, I'm, I'm going to put you in a place that's uncomfortable to see how committed are you. Because I know you're comfortable by the brook, but if you won't go into the furnace, you're not ready for what I have for you. Yeah. And I, I just want to tell somebody, be careful with your prayers. Because sometimes when you ask God to do stuff, he may not send you where you want to be. <laughs> you, you, you may not end up where you want to be, but you have to realize that if the Lord goes with me, I'm going to be all right. <laughs> See, you got to make up in your mind that, Lord, even if it may not be where I want to be, but guess what, Lord, if you're with me, I'm going to be all right. Yes, Lord, I, 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 I know, I know that it's going to hurt. I know I'm going to have pain, but God, I'd rather have you in a bad place God, than to be in a good place without you. Because the reality is there is no better place to be than in the hand of God. Because if you are in the hand of God, there is no devil in hell. There is no demon on earth. There is no power that can stand in your way if you are in the Lord's hand. And I went there and I'm talking to anybody right there who can say, preacher, I ain't got a whole lot of money. I ain't got a whole lot of connections. But one thing I thank God for is that I'm in the hand of God. Oh, yes, I am. And I know I'm in the hand of 
God because the enemy tried to take me out. But he lost because God got me in his camp. So you, you gotta, you have to reposition yourself. But number two, here we are. You have to rely on the kindness of others. Look at somebody say, you got to rely on others. Because listen here, Elijah is sent to Zarephath. And when he's sent there, he's sent to a widow woman. Because God was saying to him, look, I've shown you I can feed you through the birds. But what you have not seen is that I can take care of you through people you don't expect. Because God was trying to shift Elijah from being dependent on his environment to now being dependent despite his environment. Because he wanted him to understand that no matter where you are, I can take care of you. Amen. And he sends him to a woman, woman who didn't have very much. Not only was she poor, she didn't have a man, and she was a Gentile. She wasn't very religious oriented. But notice the text. The woman had the right heart. And I don't, I don't want to go about that too fast because she didn't have all the right qualities according to their expectations. But she had the right heart. Because you do understand that no matter how many strikes you have against you, God can still use you if you have the right heart. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Which... which, which which, which you understand is also true in the reverse, that no matter how much good you have for you, if you don't have the right heart, God won't use you. <laughs> yeah. Because the reality is, God is not looking at your exterior. He's looking at the quality of your heart. Which is why it doesn't make sense to dress up in white and your heart is full of hate. Is this thing in here? The, the reality it doesn't make any sense to have a position. And then you're nasty to folk in the house of God. It don't make any sense to carry no Bible around with you. But then you shut out the door so you want to shake people's hand. That is not the way God wants it. He's looking at the quality of your heart. And if you would put more time on your heart work than you do on your face, then maybe God will bless your life. That won't even in my notes, y'all. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah. The best people are not always found in the best places. No, no. And, and, and it's interesting because it's interesting because Jesus talked to this in Luke chapter 4. He, he says, look, he said, don't you realize that there were widow women in Israel? But God sent Elijah all the way into Zarephath, for a woman to help him there when there were women right there beside him that he could have went to. And, and, and I, think, I think that's significant because what Jesus is trying to get them to understand is that the folk who are nearest to you don't always have the best attitude towards you. 
Lord, I wish I felt my teacher right there. The reality is that sometimes God has to send you away from those that are familiar to you. Because the folk that are around you and know you've got a nasty attitude about you. And I want you to hear from me that God is in this moment. He is now disconnecting you from some people that are close in proximity to you. Because he's heard what they said about you when you weren't there. And before he allows them to feed you and to be there for you, he'll send you to somewhere way over there and let somebody else bless you because the folk around you don't even like you. And it looked like God was sitting in backwards. Because, let's be honest, when he was by the brook, Brother Dwayne, he was getting meat and bread twice a day. Now, he's with this widow woman and all he's got is bread. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Seems like I was doing better by the brook. I obey the Lord and looks like I'm going backwards. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. But but one thing you understand is that when God is in control of your life, sometimes your setback is a setup for a comeback. You gotta say something right there, boy. You see, sometimes you gotta step backwards and let God work it out for you so that when you come forward, everybody be able to say it had to be God. Sometimes you gotta take a step back let them hit you, let them call your names, but oh, when I come out of this, I'm going to have a story to tell. Yeah. All right, I'm on number three. I'm almost finished. Here we go. You have to reposition yourself. You have to rely on the kindness of others. But here's the one, number three. You've got to recognize God's hand. you got to recognize his hand. Because I want to show you something. Look, look at the text. I'm going to show you the shout of the text. The shout of the text lies in the fact that the Lord said to him, I have commanded her to sustain thee. Now, that, that, that right there, that ought to put one good shout in your left shoe. But because notice what he said. I commanded her to look out for you. But I want you, before you dance, let me tell you why you have to be careful. Because the text does not say that he was going to be living in the lap of luxury. The shout of the text is not abundance. The shout of the text is sustenance. Lord, Lord, what, what, what you mean, boy, what you mean? What I mean by that is that God doesn't give me a whole lot of extra. But I have what I need when I need it. Yes, God. Oh, you done missed your whole point of shout right there. Because, because I don't know about you, but I'm going to talk about me. The reality of my life, I ain't got a whole lot going on. But I can thank the Lord that when I need something. God finds a way to make it work out for me. And I don't know what you're going through, but I came to tell somebody, you got to start shouting that the Lord saw you through it. 
Watch now. Watch now. Watch now. Because the woman was not told about it. The Lord didn't send her no email and told her that the prophet was coming to her. She didn't even know it. Because one thing you know about God is that God will use folk and they don't even realize it. Lord, I felt like shouting right there. See, see, the good thing is, is that God is so good. He can work every person to his use and they don't even realize it. They think they're being ugly and vengeful and spiteful and don't even realize that the Lord is just using them. Because they're blessing to you. And so you need to learn to say thank you to every hater that you have. We better tell God thank you to every lie they told. Lord, I thank you because you're using it all for my truth. Yeah. Because watch this. God put the woman in the prophet's path. Watch this now. And you know she was a good woman because even when she was struggling, she helped somebody else who was struggling. I'm going to my Bible right there. See, 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 you know you a good person when you ain't got a whole lot going for you, but you can still find a way to help somebody else. Because if you can struggle, and we can struggle together, we can get out of this thing with the help of the Lord. Yeah. Because notice here, notice here, the woman, the woman could shout because she can say, Lord, if you read the text, you'll find out that when she went to do good for God's messenger, the Lord made it so that her oil never went dry. And, and let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you something. Let, let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Be good to folk that God calls. Be, be, be good to those who have the hand of the Lord on their lives. You, 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 you be good to them. Now watch this now. Be good to them because let me tell you what the Lord does. The Lord will bless you. Because you blessed them. Yes. Did you hear what I said to you? That the reason that God made a way for her was because of how she took care of somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, we find the text. There is something good, even in a dry place. Because when I'm in a dry place, I can still see God move like I've never seen him move before. And some of you right now are facing some dry places. You got some dry places with your family and, and some dry places with your friends. You, you got some dry places on your job and shucks. Sometimes your church is dry too. But oh, you want to thank God. But God, whenever I get in a dry place, I'm going to keep my eyes open. Yes, you will. 
Maturity says, even when I don't see the goodness of God, I bless him because he's a good God. Lord, I, I dare to thank you. Even when my brook dries up. Because I know. I know where you put me. I know I'm here on purpose, Lord. Even when I can't see it. I'm going to tell you thank you. Because, because there's some good people here. And there's, there's some kind folk here. Yeah. I may have to reposition myself, but God, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to trust you. Yeah. I'm going to believe on you, Lord, and, yeah. and I'm going to look for your hand, yeah. even in a dry place. He's not going to let you die in a dry place. Come on, read, read, read the Bible, read the Bible. Elijah did not die in the dry place. God just moved him somewhere. See, the enemy wants you to feel like your life is coming to an end. And man, you on your way out of here. But God said not so. You're not going to die in the dry place. You, you, you're not going to die where the brook dried up. You may have to get around other people. You may have to change your circle of friends. You may have to change your perspective. That's right. oh, but God's not going to let you die here. No matter what the enemy tries to convince you, this is not the end of your story. And today's word was for you. Today's word was for you. Oh, yeah. Who felt like, Lord, I'm losing my joy. My peace of mind is leaving me, Lord. I can't sleep at night. I'm restless and I sleep. I don't smile like I used to. I'm, I'm not. I'm not enjoying life like I used to because God, I'm being faithful, but I see my brook dry up. The folk I used to lean on, I can't lean on anymore. God, my food is dry. God, my health is failing. My mind won't turn off. God, I, I'm losing myself. But I came to tell you, you're not going to die here.
came for you today and says, Lord, I can't go any further. I've done as much as I could do. Lord, I need help. Get it through this trial. If that's you, come, let's pray. That's you, come. That's you. That's you. If that's you, come, let's pray. Lord, I need you to help me. 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 I need you to help me.
That's it. Thank you, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Thank y'all so much. Thank you so much. 